I've never listened to Who Are These Podcasts, and I never will. I play bass, asshole. Oh, my cock is 10 inches long, and I roll it in a wheelbarrow through town. (laughs) You're garbage. Human garbage. Episode 254. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoony. It's showtime. W-A-T-P! W-A-T-P! Hello, Robert Dixon Cousins. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that has Brett Hatley on as a guest. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, the man who told me before the show, he appreciates all the nudes you're sending him. Keep them coming. It's Kroge! hey What's happening, Kroge? Good, good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Please go to whoarethese.com to our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, of course, that link to Patreon and Supercast, featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. Later this week, Doug from Good Times Great Movies will join us on a bonus, and we're going to get caught up on all things Patrick Michael. It's oh, been too long. Nice. I thought it was overdue. That's awesome. We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. I was told Casey will be back on the show today. We shall see because I think today's episode is going to be a two-parter. Mm. I have a lot to get to today. <laughs> Gosh, I hope you don't have uh, any hard outs. Yeah, no. Just I hard outs. Yeah, I'm good till Monday morning. Let's, let's <laughs> okay, roll. good. Because we have Brent Hatley coming on to defend himself. Ooh. Nick Bailey from Fan Encounters Podcast is coming on to roast Smartless with Ooh. us. Stuttering John threatens a lawsuit again, but like a lot this time. Ooh. And Jamar Jones did respond to our show from last week. Oh, marvelous. But first, we'll be reviewing a show called Sunday Papers. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show with hosts Greg Fitzsimmons and Mike Gibbons. Crows, I'm going to let you get things started here. Is there a clip that sums up the show for you? Yeah, so uh, a different fan sends in a theme song every week, and they have a different theme song every week, and one is worse than the next. So here's how this week's show started. Number one. I love to wake up to Sunday papers To Greg and Mike, I must be true No other part or paper would do you're the one that I want. You are the one I want. Sunday papers. Read all about it. Read all about it. Sunday papers. Flop it on your doorstep. You got a morning Sunday erection. Morning. You're a little hungover from last night. Sunday but it's time to read the paper. Coming down. With Greg and Mike. Hey, so Mike. soothing. That's just fucking chaos. What no. a great parody that was where they didn't change the chorus at all. Yeah. <laughs> And nice. I mean, you know, panning the acoustic guitar, hard laugh. What are we even doing? <laughs> now, there were some production issues from the start. You're right. Now, full disclosure, I'm a fan of Greg and Mike. I've been listening to these guys for years. I used to listen to them back on Howard 101, 10, 15 years ago, however long that was. Oh, Mike was on that show on uh, Sirius XM? Yeah, he okay. would come in. He would stumble into the shed drunkenly from time to time, and it would sound basically like this. Okay. Um, but these guys are, I mean, Greg's a big-name comedian. He was, uh, you Greg know, Fitzsimmons, Fitzdog. Know, know him from Howard Stern, Adam Carolla over the years. Uh, and Mike is a comedy writer. They've both done daytime shows. They've done late-night shows. I mean, these guys have been in the entertainment business for decades. Yes. And so last year they get down to start a show where they're going to go through the Sunday paper. Like back in the day where you got different sections, there's an entertainment story, here's a uh, international story, here's some comics, whatever. 
And like two comedy writers, a fucking uh, format where you talk about the news of the day, I'm on board. I start downloading this thing and I started waiting for it to get good. And here it is a year later and it's completely gone down the tube. You're a patient man. I know. It's one of those shows where like you get it and then I start like whenever they get on their bullshit, I just start fast forwarding. Yeah. And it's a two hour show and I've listened to 10, 15 minutes of it. And I'm like, right. why am I even doing this? So, uh, I mean, they critique it themselves. Here's number two. There's zero edits in this. We never edit. We never take anything out. I mean, we never it's tighten probably it up. abundantly clear, actually. <laughs> we never I add. Mean, if we did, why would we have left all that shit in there? So I pulled that clip too, Kroge. Yeah. Because as you know, this is a pet peeve of mine. I like to think this is not radio. This is a podcast. You can put it out after you've done a little bit of editing, yeah. tighten it up a little bit, make it so it's not so difficult to listen to. And they do production. And there are things in here that you could edit. Mm -hmm. I have a couple examples oh, for yes. you. Here's one. Also, our logo, which was uh, really cool, is... Wait, who did this logo? Let me find out. Sunday yeah, November give them credit. Comments. The logo was Hey, when you post the logo, Michael, post Michael, their name. Michael Solomon. That was so editable. We got a logo in, and then he says it clearly after, of course, Mike gets to talk over, which he does a lot. He says it clearly. That's such an easy edit to make, and you don't sound like a fucking stumbling retard. Like when they start Googling shit in real time, which I know is a pet peeve of yours. Yes. Old men Googling things is an entire <laughs> format of podcasting now, and they are so guilty of it. And they're not good at it. No. If I ever Google something while we're doing the show, and I've done that. Yeah. I try to be sly about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I act like I'm talking about shit, yeah. but I'm really just typing. Right. I told you, you have to Google. I'll Google. You ready? Here we go. Uh, Led Zeppelin. Let's see what comes up. And movie trailer. It's called like the Asylum or some shit. I'm sure. Um, a oh, I should do one. Sucker Levy, punch. Uh, yes. Chris, okay. Sucker punch. Oh, and the worst thing you can do is be like, um, uh, so I'm typing right now. G O O G. Like page, page two. Let's try that yeah. one. Here's page three. Still not seeing it. Oh, I spelled this wrong. Hold on. Now, for instance, whenever you hear like me or Chris, producer Chris going on extended rants, cause Carl's got the works out. He's got the needle in there. He's got sure. the belt on it. You know, <laughs> yeah. you got to cover a, a few seconds of time. That really is libelous. What you just said. And I will sue you. I know where you live. <laughs> And I know, by the way, I know there's just reliable and slander. That's why I said that. In case John's like, see, he doesn't know either. Just in case. All right. Or hockey puck or Nikki B. Whoever's fucking listening to this. Sorry. A little, little foreshadowing. Yeah. And like the, the listeners write in, this guy saved me a ton of work because they read the same letter two weeks in a row and just told the same story. This is my number three. But um, I not only read the same letter, I did it with the same intonations at the same tempo. And we had... Almost the same answer to how did we meet? We did, right. Well, because we're telling the truth. How did neither one of us remember that we had done it the week before? And the story included us not remembering that we, when we had met. <laughs> <laughs> These are dudes who are checked out. They well, are just out of it. You man. can tell how comfortable they are. They've gotten yeah. to the point now where they think that they're so great that even them not doing well is a bit. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun bit for the people. Look at us. We suck at podcasting. Am I right? Yeah. And they don't even listen half the yeah. fucking time. You don't like that part of the show, Crush? And, and I'm so glad you bring that up. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm throwing them at you fast. Please do. Here, Let's go. So a listener call. A listener writes in to write about Mike, which is who we got to talk about. This is my number six. Okay. Well, this is a guy who wrote in 
uh, which he was so dead on. Scott, my pet name for Mike is Gib Van Winkle. Uh. He fucking wakes up 10 times during every show. <laughs> hey, Wait, that's a what? lot. Wait, what? I wasn't listening. And 25 other variations of the above. All right. Here's an example of that from the week before. Uh, number seven. That's terrible. It is, I right? Really, I didn't really listen to the story. I was researching John Rocker's comment. <laughs> what is this, Girl Scout cookies? Are you kidding? I don't know if you're kidding right now. He's he, not. He, yeah, he wasn't kidding. And it's one of those shows where they interrupt the thing the guy's talking about to add on to the thing they were talking about four or five minutes ago. Yes. It, it's chaos and it's only two people talking but it's two people interacting with their phones that they can't use but as you mentioned earlier these are guys who have worked on television shows for many years yeah they know how shows are run they know what makes them entertaining you have to move them along especially television absolutely moves along very quickly yeah and here are these assholes who don't even realize let me play an example and this is some of the production shit yeah that i don't understand why it's such a clusterfuck. I'm not even sure what they're trying to accomplish. If they're mm. playing it live off their computer or something, nope. but listen to this. Yeah. They're trying to switch to a, a new segment, I think. All right. You got to get into some Florida, man. Too. Oh. Am I reading this? Why not? Well, because I'm on a page that's Googled Zeppelin versus... All right, here we go. I just have one question for this. What is going on here? So every segment of the newspaper has a theme. So when they do the obituary, they play a thing. When they do the front page, they play a thing. But they play it afterwards. Right. And they drop it sometimes mid-syllable, as you just heard. Yes. Like, now look, I'm an analog guy in a digital world. I'm out of step. I totally acknowledge that. But play it live or don't play it at all, because that sounds like shit. And it's even if you were trying to follow along, it's fucking distracting. You know what I'm saying? They cut them off middle of the word to play a faux uh, Skinner thing. And then it's back to the end of this. And it was while the two of them were talking over each other, of course, because that's half the show. Here's another one of those. Number five. All right, let's do some sports. Yes. Mike, why don't you bore us with some March Madness talk? And this is a spot in the WATP bingo card. But that's not my edit. That's their edit. That's how their audio aired. I'm just presenting it to you. 44 minutes into this episode, they start the first story. They open the newspaper. They're like, oh, yeah, Sunday paper. We're going to read out a newspaper. And number eight, that's how it starts. Oh, you know what was so weird, man? I just went uh, Chrome accidentally open, and there was a Sunday papers in there. With a crazy news story, and it turns out it was from September. All right, I'm back. Good aside. What, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I was waiting for them to get to the show format yeah. because there's so much nonsense they talk about to yeah. fill the first 45 minutes of the show. And one of them is, I guess they do a corrections piece. Mm-hmm. And you know how a newspaper works. They'll have a corrections if they get some someone's name wrong yeah. or quote wrong, whatever it is. You know, there's these little corrections they have to to put in there. Maybe they say they got fired from Stephanie Miller for the wrong reason. I don't know. Whatever the correction might be. More foreshadowing. So that's what I was expecting to happen. But instead, the correct the corrections are actually like things like sentence structure. Yeah, those can be, that one's correct. Those can be tricky, uh, you know. A lot of people prefer to put the I, but when it's at the end of a sentence, because they think it sounds correct, but it's really the uh, object. 
not the subject. Well, if it's yeah, if it's the object, which means it's ending with Aaron and me, it's always like you're supposed to take out the end. And however it would be like uh it would be, you know, I was walking down he was walking down the street with me, not with I. That's fascinating. Please go on. So this is two comedians talking about grammar and sentence structure, and it doesn't end there, Croge. No. That's why you do it that way, after is. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I love going around correcting all the, ki- all the kids and all the slang when they're like, it me. I'm like, it I, it I. Do you mean it I? <laughs> I think you mean it I. I went to one it of the I, worst. It I, it I. So Greg there tries to move the conversation <laughs> along. He's like, okay, I get it. It I. And then he starts his next sentence, and this asshole has to keep oh, yelling, it I. It's, he didn't add a new joke. He didn't have a joke to begin with, but he has to keep yelling it over Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah. Greg's like a drowning man half of this. He's reaching out for a lifeboat that just ain't Well, that. yeah, and I'll, I'll give you an example of Mike is not quick on his feet. Mike Gibson. <laughs> Or Mike Gibbons, whatever his name is. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't like this guy. Yeah. I don't think he's good at podcasting. I don't know if he's a good writer. I doubt it. But this is him trying to just come up with a quick drop-in on the story that Greg's reading. And they were going to rape all the nuns. And so the head nun said, here, let me give you as a gift, because you're a brave warrior, this... Uh, this uh, Pussy. This vest. You oh. wear this vest. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Greg gave him plenty of chances to come up with something. Uh. And pussy didn't even make sense uh. in that at all. Yeah. Let me give you this pussy. No, oh, no, it was a, it was a vest. See, they were, they were at war. Uh, all right. Uh. Uh. Whatever. I don't know what to tell you. I got a couple comps if you want to get into some shit. So okay. there are two... Like, if you were going to boil it down, there are two big, big problems with this show. The first is number 15. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And just stop it whenever you get bored. Oh, I was on with the other guy. Uh, Yeah, and what's his name? From Um, Frasier, right? No. uh, Charles, right? I forget. Uh, Are you looking up who it is? Yeah, it was uh, Danny Zucker. Oh, okay. That's not who I was thinking of. Uh... What are we doing, Modern Family? Um, it's after the... I, I'm going to try to remember this. I think it's after... Is it an auxiliary verb? I probably got that wrong. Sadat. Was it Sadat assassinated? Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I'm fucking... I'm forgetting everything. And then, uh, what's his name? Who did uh, Jerry Maguire and almost famous, you know, like legendary... James Cameron? Not James Cameron. Um... No, 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 no. Uh, what's his name? I know it's frustrating as a listener to listen to two. Yeah. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High guy? Of course. Yeah, so anyway, uh, and then the Italian, Benedito Laffy all the timey, whatever right. his name was. What? Wait, the trailer for what movie? I told you, you have to Google. <laughs> That's the one you already played. I mean, now that I heard that, I wish they were Googling nonstop. Because at least they would have answers at some point. Well, Carl, it's funny you mention that. Because sometimes they do know what they're talking about. Here is clip number 16, stop it whenever you get bored, of them saying shit that is demonstrably, stupidly fucking wrong. L.A. is arguably one of the largest cities on Earth. Probably top (laughs) five. Wow, I wonder. Do you think L.A. is in the top five cities in the world? Top three. It's a minimum wage, which was like... 675 an hour or something like that? 
Yeah. Pong was, I think, the very first video game. I think different eyes have different frame rates and stuff. That's why animals can see in the dark. Because everyone, like when Hammond signed them, who Hammond was this legend, you know, with uh, who the organ. Signed, huh? Is that the guy who he made that organ? No. No. Wrong guy. Wait, with didn't a, Linda McCarthy, wasn't Linda McCarthy wealthy before he married her? I think she was an heir to a fortune. Well, if we're talking about Linda McCartney. Her, her real name was Eastman. I believe she may have been related to Eastman Kodak. Nutella <laughs> creators, Ferraro Bakers, an Italian conglomerate, owns Little Brownie Bakers. They also own Nestle. Uh, well, Secret Service guy, didn't one of them maybe take a bullet for Reagan or... Yeah, the Tom Brady. Nixon was impeached in what, 72? And not impeached, right? Is that what we said? He was impeached. He was not convicted of a crime. So these guys don't get out much. They they don't know what they're talking about on any subject. History, politics, world events, geography. They don't know what they're talking about. And even when they do know what they're talking about, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. What I thought was uh, was interesting was that first one you said. Where they're like, LA's got to be a top five population. Not even in the top ten. Well, because they go in the world. Okay. Yeah. And they go, well, what? Well, hold on. There's Mexico City. I'm like, dude, do you guys know about China? Yeah. Do you know how much population there is in China? Yeah. You fucking Dubai? idiots. Ever? <laughs> Tokyo? Like some, yeah, some of the cities are. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. And I even looked it up geographically just to make sure I couldn't be like on a technicality given the buzz. And that's not even close geographically either. Right. I mean, it's, all right. Anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so this is something I'm sure you picked up on as well, where it pretty much turns into two bears, one cave. If you remember two bears, one cave, Bert's just trying to like come up with game shows. They're just making up fucking ideas for like, yeah, hey, let's name all the presidents and let's come up with game shows. And this was the whole thing I was going to talk about because they start bringing up Bert. They're like, we were on Bert's podcast. They oh, start do they talking really? about Bert and. I've noticed they've started doing oh, no. two bears type shit, but yeah, go oh, ahead, man, because no. it's brutal. That would be a good round in a game show: is pe- putting assassins together. All right, I'll give you the uh, the assassination. You give me the assassin. Was Chapman Jewish? Why do you, Why does it have to be anti-Semitic? Oh God, I'm not being anti-Semitic at all. I was going to go like Jews don't uh, score very high in the like you know assassin category. Ask I shouldn't Jesus, say that. Ask, ask Jesus Christ about that. God, ask uh, Roman Sadat. Was when Sadat assassinated? Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I'm fucking. I'm forgetting everything. But the, other than the Mideast, I'm talking about in America. All right, Robert Kennedy, who killed him? Uh, wasn't that Sirhan Sirhan? I think it was. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther King. Uh. Yeah, I'm forgetting. This is going great. (laughs) They should have abandoned this idea when they didn't know any of the answers. I had a whole comp of that because they're they're quizzing each other and neither of them know the answer. And the answers they do get, they're wrong about. They're like, who shot uh, at Gerald Ford? Squeaky Fromm? No, it wasn't Squeaky Fromm. (laughs) Yes, it was. She was one of two, but all right. Then, okay, they do a thing where they start talking about Girl Scout cookies, number 12. Now, this is fucking riveting, so if you're driving right now, pull over, because this is fucking, you're going to be out of your mind. All right. See how many we can name. Samoa? Thin Mints? No, what are they called? Yeah, Thin Mints. Are they called Thin? No, they're not. There's something mint. No, Thin Mints. All right. 
Aren't they? There's two. Aren't Thin Mints the little restaurant mints? No. No, I think they're called Thin Mints. Okay. Chris, why don't you look that up for us? <laughs> they couldn't get past the second Girl Scout yeah. cookie. Yeah. And then they have the balls to pull this out, dude. Number 14, they pull out an email forward oh. that your uncle sent you in 1996. I promise he did. I know. I, I tuned out on this one. Unfucking believable. I mean, and they don't even get to it, but here it is. Yeah. Have you ever heard the comparison between Lincoln's assassination and Kennedy's assassination? Yeah. Coincidences? Like, yeah, it was like the Ford Theater. Uh, and... One of them. Go ahead. Uh, Lincoln. <laughs> he was uh Kennedy was in a Lincoln, right? When he got shot. No, no. But okay. So Croge, uh, real quick. I'm sorry not to cut you off, Go but on. just to get back to that uh, game show they're doing named the assassin. Yeah. 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 Sirhan Sirhan gets brought up and this leads to such riffing. Well, Cause he assassinated John Lennon, right? <laughs> of course. Everyone knows that. Chris, will you double check Robert Kennedy with Sirhan Sirhan? But you know, imagine if he got knighted. Oh, the Sir Sir Sirhan. Sir yes. <laughs> All right, not a great joke. A little obvious, Sir. It wouldn't be Sir Sir Sirhan Sirhan. It'd be just but. Sir. But then Mike tries to tag this and makes it so much worse. Or what if he transitioned? It would be Lady Sir Sirhan Sir. <laughs> so there've been no laughs. What do you mean? I'm None. What do you mean it would be Lady Sir Sir Hans? What the fuck are you talking about? And why would you think that's funny? And by the way, they do seven more tags after that. Of course. And each one is a waste of time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Would, would be uh, the best way to put it. I like Greg Fitzsimmons. I've seen him do stand-up live. He came here to, to Rochester to comedy at the Carlson on the weekend that Bill Burr was playing the auditorium theater, uh, I felt bad for him. <laughs> I was one of the few people who was there watching Greg Fitzsimmons that weekend, but he bombed on this one. The guy running for type two diabetes fucking trounced him, got there. <laughs> okay. I should set this up real quick. So they're telling a story about a guy who ran from Disney world to Disneyland to raise awareness for type one diabetes. The guy running for type two diabetes fucking trounced him. Got there, got there a week ahead of him. Yeah, right. The guy running for AIDS is uh, he's he's still in uh, New Mexico. What did that mean? Thank you, Mike. I was wondering the same thing. What <laughs> the guy running for AIDS is in New Mexico? Was it a geography joke? The fuck is going on here? <laughs> All right, this is one of the reasons why I really did not like Mike Gibbons. Is and this is when I get crows real quiet. By the way, we're gonna get into his uh, his woke talk. Oh yeah, this is fun. They didn't say it this bluntly, but their point was, if you're Latino, let's say in LA, right? The problem is whites. It's that's the problem everywhere. Let's face it. So no one cares about the whites. The problem everywhere <laughs> are whites in LA. So Compton, that's the problem is the whites. How about South Chicago? How about Baltimore? Is that what the problem is? The fucking whites. What kind of woke douchebaggery? And by the way, I want to point out, because Crow's is definitely not going to say anything. When we do a live show, I want to bring you out and just debate race with you <laughs> for 20 minutes and, and see what happens. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you take the floor over again, my friend. So uh, here's a like a bit. Here's like, this is how they present 
uh, a piece of their fucking show. This is number 10. This is a This Day in History segment. How many other men arrived in New York City in the winter of 1961 looking I like James I didn't know this Dean was the This Day in History today. And talking like Jack Kerouac. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Why is it This Day in History? Did you put it in there? I did, but... So the liner notes... Uh... Now he got his first gig in New York City. Very informative. Thank you so much for that, guys. He has the balls at one point to say this. If we edited the show, this is proof we don't. Yeah. There's a ton of evidence that you don't edit this show. I never once thought you were lying about that. Yep. Uh, this is my last one. This is, uh, I, I, I try to say something nice. This was the part of the show I did like. They had in a special guest, uh, my number nine. Where you would be like, uh, I'd kill myself. I'd kill myself first night in prison if I knew I was getting raped the next day. It's like, really? You know, and as you get older, you're like, really? <laughs> like, so wait, you have to suck on some guy's penis or kill yourself? And, and it would be like, 10 out of 10, kill myself. Kill myself, yeah. Yeah. and now, and now the same ten guys would be like, "Yeah, obviously, I would, I would, you know, kiss the guy's penis." Yeah. Oh, how, how, oh, so interesting this story is. Oh, <laughs> Kevin doesn't have to come back on the show ever again. We have all of the audio we need. We finally have it all. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That voice of his makes everything good. Makes you could add that clip to the end of any other clip. If these guys had Kevin as the third mic, yeah. it'd be the greatest podcast ever. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Let me see what else I have on the board because... This show was not good. No. And they say things just to be outrageous. God is such a dick. Boom! Hot take! <laughs> they're making fun of religious people, which gets really douchey for a while. And then uh, they're talking about that Elmo story. So when, I, when they finally got to the news, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. This is interesting. They're going to read news stories and riff on it a little yeah. bit. And they talked about that story that we covered on the creep off where the guy was caught on the camera jerking off with an Elmo doll. He was a, a home inspector. That was hot. I mean, yeah, outrageous story. <laughs> 59 year old home, home inspector jerking off with an Elmo doll. And my joke was he also had Big Bird shut up his ass. I thought that was a better joke than what everything they came up with for that story. That's just me. I could be wrong about that. And then uh, they're talking about this pilot project to pay homeless people to tidy up after themselves somewhere near Sacramento. Hmm. And did you know there's a homeless problem in California? Is that true? Oh, I wonder why. So they're they ha talking about this program and Mike's excited about it. Let's go local, Mike. Oh, uh -oh. pilot project in California town is paying homeless residents to tidy I up their living about areas. This. What? I read about this. Yeah. You do a show about the news. <laughs> That's, that would be like if you came on Crochet. I was like, I listened to this podcast. Yeah, I heard I, that. I heard this show that we're reviewing today. I know what it uh, sounds like. Like, Mike, that's not something you should be taking fucking credit for. So, by the way, speaking of Kevin, our, our former co-host here on WATP, someone was going back great. through the archives, listening to the old shows with Kevin, and I don't remember this happening, but apparently Kevin checked out. It was very noticeable, and somebody picked up on it. Like anyone gives two flying fucks of, uh, of any interest in it. I don't get it. I don't. And you know what? I'm going to check out of this world. Wow. 
<laughs> two shot suicide. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't, remember, I don't remember that happening. If you were someone you know is experiencing, <laughs> but yeah, somebody sent me, somebody sent me that. All right, there's one thing that I thought that uh, Greg said that was pretty funny. They're debating how good a band is. And the girl playing bass, her bass lines are so rudimentary and boring. Oh, look at McCartney over here. Okay. How do you know what a rudimentary bass line is? I play bass, asshole. I played in a band. No, you didn't. Yes, I played in a band in 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. Glory days. He played in a band in junior high, and he's talking about how he understands how bass playing works. I've seen a lot of bands from junior high. They're not, none of them are good. Yeah. None of them are covering yes. All right, last thing I'll talk about is there's this uh, name dropping that's going on. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you get two Hollywood guys in there, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. to talk about, oh, I know so-and-so, and I know so-and-so. But as you've already pointed out, they don't even remember who they're talking about. Yeah, so they yeah. don't know what. They're not, no. they're not good at name dropping. Modern Family, I would put up there. Well, you know Modern Family? I don't know that much about it. I actually was just on a call with one of the creators on a Zoom. but Drop! And I didn't dare bring it up. But Levitan and which guy? Uh, Levitan. Oh, I was on but, with the other guy. Uh, yeah. And what's his name? From um, Frasier, right? No. Uh, Charles, right? I forget. Is it Charles? I did some. I did some internet game show with him. Um, oh. All right. Riveting stuff. I have a question for you, Croge. Mm. Which is worse? Greg wrote for Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, they both did. Mike wrote for Mind of Mencia. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wow. worse, the Ellen DeGeneres show or Mind of Mencia? Boy, that's a good question. I haven't seen a minute of either of those. So <laughs> All right. Well, that is the correct answer. That is the correct answer because this Mike Gibbons guy. Listen, Fitzdog, I love you, man. I think you're a funny guy. You got to distance yourself from this woke asshole. He do, sucks. Do better. You could do a lot better. Do better. All right. That brings us to... Cringe of the week. Cringe, cringe of the week. I got a cringe that came in. And this is... We might have already talked about this. I can't remember. Who's keeping up these days with all the shit that we talk about? Not me. Yeah. There was a show called Reply All. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a while back. And Reply All no longer is putting out episodes since February. Yeah, they had a whole thing. They had a whole thing, and they put out this two-minute-long episode. I'm going to play half of it. By the way, this came in from Detroit. This is a Cringe of the Week suggestion from the city of Detroit. So thank you, Detroit, for sending this in. Hi, this is Alex Goldman. I'm one of the hosts of the show. And I'm talking to you today to give you an apology and an update from me and the entire staff of Reply All. In the last few weeks, Reply All has been airing a series of episodes called The Test Kitchen, which were reported by Shruti Pinamanani about the structural racism and toxic work environment at the food magazine Bon Appetit. Last week, days after the publication of the second episode in what was supposed to be a four-part series, former colleagues of ours at Gimlet publicly described multiple instances of troubling behavior from both Shruti and my longtime co-host, PJ Vote. These accounts prompted a reckoning on our team about the work culture at Reply All, and they left us asking whether we could continue airing this story without interrogating ourselves and what has unfolded at Gimlet. We now understand that we should never have published this series as reported, and the fact that we did was a systemic editorial failure. We are not going to be continuing this series, and PJ and Shruti have both decided to leave the Reply All team. (laughs) 
Wow. This is where this is where woke culture will lead all of us, by the way. Just so they, you guys know. They outwoke themselves. They did. They're like, oh my God, we aren't woke enough, even though we're the woke police. We're reporting on the fact that these people were assholes, but we forgot that we're assholes. Yeah. And so that was a problem. So full disclosure, I looked into this a couple weeks ago uh, to try to put something together for WATP because I'd seen it on the internet. It was a show that got canceled, but it was a popular show. Yeah. And I, I read about it. I listened to that. I tried to make heads or tails of it. I swear to you, I couldn't understand a single thing that went on. I never understood why those people left, why it was a big deal. It was just like this fucking popular show imploded. And they're like, everyone here is an asshole. And the people that were talking about, you know. Well, I'll tell you what happened, Crouch. From my understanding of it, they're putting out these shows and someone who worked there was like, this is hypocritical. Those hosts are dicks to me. And yeah. now everyone's lost their job. Yeah. Great job, buddy. Well it, done. It's Congratulations. A, it's a show calling out dicks run by dicks. Right. Yeah. I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well yeah. done. And then they, they go on and the guy after that clip, he goes, you know, we have the privilege of putting on this podcast. Like, no, it's not a fucking privilege to put on a popular <laughs> show. You earn it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I had another uh, fail this week, too. So okay. Hank Azaria was on the Dak Shepard armchair expert show yeah. where he apologized to literally all Indian people for voicing the Apu character. And I'm like, I read about that. And I'm like, yeah. this is fucking cold, dude. Yeah. I listened to 90 minutes of the show and it was two sober dudes like going deep into the uh, listen. When I was doing my fourth step and I was apologizing to my dad, it was like. I, I, I almost jumped off a bridge. I almost shot myself twice like Kevin almost did. <laughs> but to atone for those sins, here's Alex Jones. I got this from the show Knowledge Fight. I thought um, you were going to play that. No, dude, it was so bad. It was so He's setting up a bad. clip. He's like, and now here's Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. It was, it was just Good a segue. It was a painful part of my life I'm just sharing with you guys. Yeah. Anyway, this is from the show Knowledge Fight. Context doesn't even matter. 17's Alex Jones flipping out. I am the big swinging Johnson. I'm gonna put it in ya. Renowned Christian broadcaster, Alex Jones, <laughs> by the way. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. I asked Brent Hatley to join the show right about now. Oh, marvelous. So let's see if he is here. Brent is here. He's prompt. I like that about him. He's a radio guy. Radio guys are on time. Brent. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Let me get let me get to the right thing here. Yeah, here yeah, man. Can you hear us? Oh yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Let's Thank not. We don't have to start off with a lion here. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brent, and, and for asking to come on the show. No problem. I wanted to come on and uh, mix it up with you guys and have a good time. Awesome. Uh, so Acroge uh, is here and producer Chris. Hello. You can only see hello, me, hello. but these guys are here as well. So great what to I, meet everybody. What I thought we would do, and I will open this up to anything you want to talk about. But uh, I went back and listened to the show where Mike Waters came on and talked about his time working with you. And when you reached out to me, you said, yeah, this guy's lying about me and I want to clear the air. Yep. So what I did is I pulled some clips of things that Mike Waters, also known as Manson or Ned, played a couple different characters yeah. on Bubba's show. These exactly. are some things that he was saying and uh, I thought I'd just play these clips and then let you respond. All Sounds right. Sounds good. All right. Here we go. And uh, Brent, he's working for Stern, and allegedly he's just killing it. I'm not hearing the audio for some reason. You're not hearing audio now? I'm not hearing audio now. Okay. That, let me check my settings here. How? All right. There we go. Let me see. Um, 
Let me let me play this just to make sure that you can hear it. This is when you went on Stuttering John this past week. I know you're doing a lot of these haters shows, and I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Why are you going on all these shows that have been so harsh to both you and your wife? Um, just because uh, I want to go on and have a conversation with people and see if I can open a dialogue with people. That's all what I've always done my whole life. Even if you're I don't know what the reasons are that you may or may not like me, but I want to make sure you got the correct reasons to not like me. Because Brent's not a pussy, John. That's the answer. <laughs> I've invited John on the show. John is a pussy, and he can't take it. That's the reason why. Well, I, I, I've never shied away. As you, if anybody's listened to me on Bob's show or on uh, Howard's show, I don't shy away from controversy. And it's okay to have a conversation. And you're allowed to not – it's America. You're allowed to not, not like me or have a different opinion. That's I, okay. I appreciate – that I, although Monique and I've, I've been watching you do the rounds this week, so I feel like I'm getting sloppy seconds, and I kind of know oh. some of the, the things you're saying already. But Monique did point out that you, you can be a little bit litigious, and of course we had Sketchy Press on the show, and he was talking about some legal issues. Well, number one, let's let, let, let's get one thing straight: yeah. never filed a lawsuit against anybody. I've only been on the def- at the defense table, okay, uh, both times, criminal and civil. And yeah, I do get a little bit hot about it. And and just as my my background is, I was a United States Marine, and I come from a uh, a very aggressive group of people here in St. Petersburg, Florida. And in the modern world, you can't fight people anymore. So uh, I get uh, hot about it. And the only thing you can do is I'm like, like MJ Kelly, like Todd Schnitt. All, all I can do is I'll sue. But when you when I calm down and I think about it, I don't actually ever do anything. It's just me being frustrated. Well, that's that's good to know, because I don't know what's going on with Stuttering John, but he has threatened a lawsuit against me multiple times this past week. So we'll see if he calms down or uh, if he goes through with it. By the way, you were wearing a charred Walls of the Dam shirt on his show. They're my favorite. I, I fucking love that band for real. They're fantastic. Well, Richard's an amazing drummer. Like I'm a death metal fan. So um, Richard's a good friend of mine and uh, this is not bias. I mean, he is one of my favorite drummers of all time. His drumming on that third charred walls album is amazing. Yeah. He's one of the best in the world for sure. Doesn't he write all the music too on those albums? He does. He is incredibly talented. People give him a hard time as like this hick from Kansas. But when you get to know Richard, he is incredibly smart and incredibly talented. Yeah. No shit. All right. So let's get to the, um, the shit that your buddy Mike Waters was saying on our show when he popped out. And okay. by the way, uh, let me uh, paint the the scene for you here. I'm doing a show that we're supposed to be talking about Bubba's new podcast. And I have right. uh, Doug from the show Who's Right as my co-host. And he was a big Bubba fan for years. He's part of the Bubba army. So at the last second, he goes, hey, man, I think I can get Manson to come join the show. I'm, I'm in contact with him. And then we start the show up and he... DMs me a phone number. He's like, call him up. He'll he'll be on the show. So I was totally unprepared for all of this. I was like, oh, I, I didn't listen to Bubba, so I didn't know who that was. I didn't know the Ned character or the Manson right. character. So this this was all like, holy shit, this guy is just fucking going off. And uh, he was ready. He was ready to go off. This is a longer clip, but uh, I, I think this will be a good one to start the reaction to. And uh, Brent, he's working for Stern, and allegedly he's just killing it up there. You know, anytime I talk to him, he talks about how he kill it, and he's the most popular guy, and he's you know he's a superstar. I'm like, I'm, I was I was always fine with Brent. You know, I always treated him well, and I was cool with that. I'm like, good for you, Brent. And then it looked like they were gonna they were gonna get rid of him for some reason. But who knows? He he probably wore thin on people or something. And so he's like, hey, I'm gonna come down and move back to Tampa, and I want to do a Twitch show. And I want to do it with you. And I was like, all right, that sounds good. We can bring a lot of, you know, a lot of stern people and, you know, we can, we can fucking kill it. And then, um, 
you know, we met. He comes down, we meet, we have lunch with him and his wife and my wife. We're talking about all these plans about doing a Twitch show. And I'm like, you know, sure, I got my own Twitch show and that'll help it grow. And then he starts his Twitch show and he completely blew me off. It never, never contacted me. And uh, I'm just sitting here going, and then I'm watching the show and the show is terrible. And it's, it's like, why wouldn't you want someone like me, you know, who, who worked for Howard Stern, hired Bubba, uh, partially because of my stuff. And you don't want to work with me and you're not even going to, you're just going to ignore me and do it without me after you met and all this shit. So he, in my opinion, you know, he's just a, you know, <laughs> he, he's a jerk. <laughs> so uh, that's a little revisionist history. Okay. So what I did, I did have that meeting with him and I did say I would do it. So uh, once I uh, talked with him, he wants to do a show in the morning. I'm not getting up in the morning. I'm done with getting up in the morning. That's, well, that's, his, that's he, number one. He does his other number show two, in the morning, though. I would have thought that he'd do a show with you at a different time. So, And I did. And I and I read this this email off to Monique. I offered to do a show with him once uh, once a week because yeah. I'm doing my daily show in the afternoon or in the evening now. Uh, I offered to do it once a week. He's not wrong about the show being terrible at first because it takes about a year. It took, it's taken me about a year to get at my feet underneath me. And I'll explain. Like, I've been in a haze. Um, my own doing, but uh, a haze. He is right about that. But in radio, like if so, he he, I said I'll do a show with you once a week. He emailed me back that he hopes all of the radio talent gets fired. Like it was kind of a non sequitur response. So that's why I didn't get back to him. I'm like, well, that was a weird response. So, and the other thing is the the subject matter that I like talking about, and the things that I like doing. Um, he's a he's like the moral police. <laughs> I oh, mean, really? He he's like the most judgmental atheist I've ever been around in my life. So I don't know that uh, the content that I want to do would work with what, what with who he is. Okay. So I do want to point out since you brought up and it stole my thunder a little bit because I'm watching Brent on these other shows and Brent's like, look at the show hasn't been great. I need to do better. I need to try harder. I've been drinking too much. Um, I'm out of that haze now. I'm, I've got a different thing going on. I'm like, well, fuck, I can't make fun of a guy who admits it's not very good. It kind of, <laughs> kind of ruins everything, but Oh, but let's make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very good. <laughs> no, it, no, it's terrible. And uh, like I came down when I live, leave Stern, I come back to St. Pete where I, I'm from. I start living with my friend. This is a guy that's known me my whole life, and we've been pretty hard partiers. And I'm like filling up his recycling bin. He has to borrow his neighbor's recycling bin for the for all the beer cans and all the, the liquor bottles. And he was like, he's like, dude, look how bad you're drinking. And this is a friend of mine like who can put him away. Yeah. Telling me I'm drinking too much. And it was weird. I was weirdly stressed. Uh, I left the, the Stern show. And he's and, and the other thing, let me point out, I want to point out this one thing that Manson just lied about. Yeah. They were they were never upset with me. They were never going to get rid of me. And that is a total and complete lie. Yeah, we'll get Manson's into more of that. Part. Yep. But they were that none of that's true. Okay. I was um, I was not happy from the time we did the L.A. show recap until the day I left. I was not happy. And if I'm not happy, I leave just like I did with Bubba. We were number one. I was not happy being there. So I left. Right. And you got a gig with Howard Stern. So nobody questioned you leaving Bubba. But when you go from no, Howard oh, no, Stern no, no, no. to. No. Oh, you didn't have. No, no, no. That's no. Oh, I okay. left Bubba with no gig at all. Gotcha. With, none, okay. with nothing. And I went and worked for Neil Strauss, the author, and I worked with Mary Lou Henner, and I worked at KFI, and then I worked with Howard. Okay. Okay, my bad. I didn't know the uh, the mm. timeline there. It is tough when your new job allows you to drink while you're on the job, right? It makes it hard to <laughs> control your drinking. Yes. And, you know, um, of course, like moving and a quick a life change that sudden and that abrupt, and then I just decided to uh, to drink to deal with it and ignore it. Here's, a, here's my personality. Here's a big personality flaw with me. 
Um, I sometimes will avoid things until I am forced to deal with it, which is not a good uh, personality uh, to have. But sometimes I'll, I'm a serial avoider, and sometimes I'll avoid things until I'm forced to deal with it. And sometimes I, you know, at this time, particular time, I started drinking <laughs> to avoid dealing with uh, some of the issues in my life and dealing with um, having to put together a show uh, that has my name on it. And I just was winging it. And when you just wing it, it's uh, it, it, it shows. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you specifically said the reason why you wanted to come on the show today is to clear up specific lies that Mike said. So here's right. another clip. And I, you know, I invited him to open up for me, even though he's not a comedian, even though he stole all his, his jokes from Bill Hicks. Uh, you know, I was always nice to Brent. Everybody else treated him like shit because they hated him. But I was always <laughs> nice to him, worked with him. And then this is what he does to me. So two things there. First off, stealing jokes, if you're a comedian, is a crime. Now, now for you, maybe it's not a big deal because you're not a comedian. But then the, so other, thing the other thing he says is that nobody liked you. So I'll let you respond to both those things. Okay, so number one, Mr. Mr. He was the people had uh, some disdain for him because he was the golden boy with Bubba. He got away with everything. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to. First of all, he didn't have to go to the, any of the appearances that we had to go to. He didn't have to do any of that stuff. He was four and out the door. So there's a little bit of projection going on there by him. Number one, and there was there was two jokes I said in there by Bill Hicks, and I credited Bill Hicks in there. Okay. He wouldn't have known that that's where it came from. I cre when you, you're not stealing jokes, I said, like Bill Hicks said, and then you say it. And mine was not. You're like a comedy cover band. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, but mine wasn't. I wasn't even doing comedy. I okay. was doing a, a spoken word. So I was telling stories, anecdotes, and getting to a point. So, yes, I used a, a quote from Bill Hicks in there, and I used a quote from Henry Rollins in there. Ooh, sue me. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right, next, uh, next thing that he throws out there. And I don't think he's—I don't think he's even a swinger. I think it's all complete 100 bullshit. I was surprised with that because that was always Shuli's angle with you, which I thought was oh, a so bit. So who's stealing jokes now? <laughs> right. I figured that, that was a bit. I thought when Shuli was doing it was a bit for the air, but when he it said was. on our show, he—he he, first he goes, yeah, he used to swing with his ex-wife, and then he goes, well, but he's not even a swinger. I think he's lying about that. Yeah, I'm completely lying about that. Okay. First of all, I had—I uh, have—I've had on my show. I've had four different women that I've been with. We've had the guys that Caitlin's have been with. We had our, our show on, uh, we broadcast from Miami. We had a whole swinging crew on there with us to confirm it. Yeah. Like it's the furthest thing from bullshit, first of all. Secondly, like I said on Stern, uh, my wife would never allow me to go on and talk about her sexuality and lie about it. Like that's nothing that she would allow. That woman would never allow that. So for him to come on and say that, it's just him being a bitter old man, which is what he is, that little scrawny fucking pussy. And him and his wife are the most puritanical atheist, the most judgmental atheist I've ever been in my, around in my life. I've been around evangelical Christians that are more open-minded than those two. So you're not looking to mend fences here. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, no. I would love to have a face-to-face -face conversation with this motherfucker. I can promise you that. All right. Well, see if we can get that set we, up. We, we could clear things up real fucking fast. All right. I like that. Uh, all right, a couple more clips real quick. He's what a dildo. What a dildo. He is, the, he is the biggest fucking whiny pussy on the planet. He had the same job with Bubba all those years. He's never had to go work at a radio station and fucking bust his ass and make his way. He had Bubba pampering and powdering his ass the whole time. He got to do four and out the door, which nobody gets to do. Talking about, talking about me at the Stern channels, he couldn't fucking – he couldn't have kept up with me. 
motherfucker there, that lazy motherfucker. It's funny because when he was on our show, what people pointed out, people were saying, not me, other yeah. people were saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was very braggadocious. <laughs> he was talking about how he was the reason why everything was funny on the Bubba show. He's created thousands of bits and, and he's the funniest part of the show forever. Pull the Zumok, as we what, say. What a, what a fucking zookeeper. And so, first of all, secondly, secondly, he said, oh, part of the reason Howard hired Bubba was because of me. Actually, that was the, the zero of the reason. I can tell you that personally because he wasn't there. He would have no idea. I was the one that met Bubba and I were the one in November of 2004 that met with Don Buckwald at noon, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Then Don says, come back at four. Howard will be there. Howard and Bubba went into a room, closed the door worked everything out howard didn't go oh my god these bits and parodies that you play on your show are fucking amazing he never that never once came out of his mouth he was like you guys are are fucking great on the air and and clear channel fucked you over so you're hired that's well, what it had to do with i i think if mike was to, to defend himself here he would say we had ratings which was why we were even on the radar with howard and the reason we had ratings is because of all the great bits i came up with right he's part of the show well, I mean, that was that, popular it was part of the show that was popular, but how do you how do you know that? Well, first of all, how do you know that people weren't there because Bubba's a maniac on the right. air. You don't no, know no, what I he's going to do next. I agree. That's I what agree. keeps people on the edge of their seats, not not th- some song parody of Nelly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> like people want to see what this maniac Bubba the Love Sponge is going to do next. I yeah. mean. That everything that was in the news on Fox 13 and Bay News 9 wasn't, oh my God, Bubba does the shows, has the best parodies ever. No, it was this motherfucker's crazy. Uh, he's going to, he's going to go to prison for killing a hog, or he's being sued by another guy, or he's going to deep fry a Koran. None of that was Vanson's idea or doing. Hey, what do you think about this idea? So Opie was on Bubba's show not too long ago, a few months ago, and Bubba was pitching, we got to team up and try to get a show on Sirius. This has been before Howard resigned. They weren't sure if they were going to have a morning show. Well, besides Jim and Sam, obviously. So they're like, right. we should team up. What do you think that show would, do you think that would be a success? Um, It could be, but here's the problem. You've got two guys, you've got two guys that would be at the front that will both want to be there, have their name on the marquee and be the host. You got two hosts there. Yeah. Like when you have Opie and Anthony, you, you have Opie as the host and Anthony is kind of the color commentator. Right. With Bubba, he was always the host and very colorful, but he had all of us too to, to co-host with him. Now, I don't know how it would work, you know, just from a radio craft standpoint to have Opie and Bubba. It seems like that would be two lead singers in a band. Right, it would right. be kind of tough. Maybe each one gets a, a different quarter hour and they just go that way. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. Like, like Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, they have to switch right. off on singing songs. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Uh, here's another clip from uh, Mike on our show. You know, he thought he got. I think he got a, such a huge head from being on Stern yes. that he thought he would come to his own Twitch channel and destroy it. And you, you know, you got to put on good content. You know, he had he had some decent numbers when he started, and they fell like a rock as people jumped off ship because the show's you know just garbage. Well, he sits around a card table with his family. Like like that's a good fucking show. I mean, at least the content itself hasn't been great but you know my wife and i melting down on the air is actually is arguably pretty good uh when, when we well when that would happen but now that we have it crafted okay but at least like we have a green screen and graphics and emotes and like we actually use the technology on twitch we don't sit there in, uh, in front of a card table with uh, posters up behind us i mean how fucking lazy is that that's fucking terrible and maybe my numbers aren't great but they're still way fucking better than his look at look at the live viewers on my show and his show and you tell me who's got fucking more and I guarantee you we make more money on there than he does. 
Yeah, see, that I don't know. I don't know the world of Twitch all that well. I'm much more uh, geared towards podcasts. So Carl's a TikTok guy. <laughs> TikTok, of course. <laughs> TikTok's huge, man. So you just called out people with posters behind them, and Eric Zane is listening live right now. So I hope you <laughs> didn't hurt his feelings too much. No, no I'm, well, it's not it's not everybody, but he's going to he's gonna say that, that I'm lazy. At least we take the time to, to have graphics done yep. and have uh, green screens and backgrounds and shit that moves. Uh, all for me to do a shitty show, but now uh, I think I've got it uh, way more dialed in. But it, it took me a while to get the, my sea legs under me. Well, and the fact that you're honest about that, seriously, is uh, impressive. And and hats off to you that you're coming on these shows because you're doing the rounds this week. Uh, I saw you with Sketchy Press. I saw you with John. I saw you with Monique, and you're putting it all out there. And so uh, that's commendable. Well, it's one hundred percent on me. <laughs> like the show being shitty is one hundred percent on me. It's 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 me being in a uh, lazy alcohol uh, stupor, and it's not for any reason that I got out of it. I just kind of lost the fucking taste for alcohol, and I didn't realize. Like, I thought very. Uh, I'm almost fifty years old. You think I should know better? Um, but when you drink all the time, it has residual effects on you as well. And uh, I was getting very depressed and very angry. And uh, I kind of just lost the taste for it. It's not any, I don't want to sit here and act like I'm some kind of reformed fat guy with that. I, 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 I had an epiphany and came to Jesus. That's not the case. It's just, I kind of lost the taste for it. And after like 10 days of not drinking, I was like, holy shit, I've been an asshole. And I put on a terrible show and I've gotten mad at anybody that's pointed it out, which isn't really fucking cool. Will you do me a favor and text what you just said to stuttering John? <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> When you drink every day, you tend to be angry. Uh, All right. Yeah. I have another clip here. Um, I definitely want your reaction to this one. I mean, when I, when he worked down here, nobody liked Brent. I mean, that was just the way it was. Cause you know, he's kind of full of himself and he's kind of a BSer. I thought he was fine. It didn't bother me. I'd listen to his BS, you know, and then occasionally I just go, I got to go to the bathroom because you know, you talk my ear off. But I always, I was always treated it, treated him fine. But every nobody liked him, so I'm thinking up at in serious people. You know, he grated on people's nerves, and they couldn't take it anymore, and and they ditched him. Total farce. Okay, I'm still in fact. I'm still very good friends with 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 everyone out there on the air that you hear on the air. I'm still uh, very friendly with and text with them and talk with them all the time. Complete farce. I just was not happy uh, after that uh, after the L.A. recap show. My wife and I did come down here for Thanksgiving, and I was, uh, we were, we looked at some places to live. I was like, why am I living in Manhattan? And I had to sit and make the choice. Like, you know, you can be on a show that does have millions of listeners, and I just made the choice. I don't care, and it, it might, it might come true. I said, I don't care if I'm sitting here doing a show for fucking two people. I could, the cost of living here in Tampa Bay and St. Pete is almost nothing. I can be happy. Uh, I'm, I'm done getting. I don't want to get up in the morning anymore. I don't want to live in New York City in the more anymore. I just don't want to be here. And I took that took me November, December. January, February, and by early in March, I was like, I, I, I got to get out of this. I got to go. I just wasn't happy. And I'm one of those people that if I'm not happy, I'm not going to stay. I absolutely, they barely, they, they almost fire nobody at that, at that organization. As you've seen, Benji has been late. How many times? Has never been fired. <laughs> that is proof. They don't, yeah. they don't fire anybody. And also, and I, and, and Monique didn't believe me, but whatever. I mean, you, you can believe whatever you want. I would not be allowed to come out here and say things that are not true. As per my exit agreement with Sirius sure. XM, I could not come here and say I wasn't fired. If I really was fired, I couldn't say that. So um, I absolutely was not fired. I absolutely left on my own volition. I've even emailed back and forth with Howard on his birthday this year. It's 
every I'm, I, there's no heat. I just did not personally me. I didn't want to be there anymore. And I say this in radio all the time to people. Nobody's chaining you to your desk. Right. So here's my question. You don't have to name any names, but has anyone from the show reached out to you and said, man, I I'm so happy for that. You got out of here. I, I can't do it, but I wish I could do it. Have you heard that from other yes. staffers? Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's Absolutely. Interesting. That's interesting. Cause uh, Shuli told me the same thing. Somebody, somebody said to me, man, you got balls of steel. I wish I could, I wish I could do it. And I was like, I was like, look, my personal happiness, my own mental health, I put above everything. I put it up above being on the Stern show, above being on Bubba's show. Yeah, I don't care if I have to dig ditches for a living, but I'm going to have my own uh, mental health and mental happiness. And um, I haven't done a good job of that myself here this year, but I think I've got it uh, pulled up and it's going to be a day by day thing, but I'm putting forth a thousand percent effort every day and everything I do. So you were kicked off Twitch. I mean, like five or six times now you've been kicked off Twitch. You're, six. You're back again, though. Somehow you're back again. I, I won my appeal. So here's okay. the here's the thing that I had to tell them in my appeal is, and they 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 did an investigation and looked into this. I get overreported, and they did they did come back and say, yeah, that's that's pretty much true. Because the two times before this, they couldn't even find in the video exactly what I did wrong. Like one time, I got suspended for one day for Caitlin showing her camel toe. And I went back and looked through the video. There was no camel toe in the video at all. Can I stop you right so, there? And this is because I'm an idiot yeah. and I don't understand Twitch. Aren't there cam whores on that site? Like, why can't you show tits oh and ass God. and stuff? <laughs> oh my God. So let me explain these rules to you. And you tell yeah. me if you understand. Okay. So if you're in a setting, if you're in the proper setting, say that's why you always see them in the hot tub, right? If you're in a proper setting, you can wear a bikini, hot tub, pool, beach, you can wear a bikini, but if you're not in that setting, then everything has to be covered. You got like a you can't green screen, Brent. Just always be on the beach. <laughs> we did, we did, we did have a beach background. There you go. We did right. have a beach background, and they said it was the outline. You can see the outline of the genitals. You can't show the bottom of the breast. You can't show the nipples. You can't show the bottom of the buttocks. But almost all of that applies to females only. Like a guy, you can sit there topless <laughs> on. On camera, and you would be fine. Hard pass. Uh, but 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's weird. It's weird. The rules are very weird and very vague. But they did. I won my appeal because I get overreported. And yeah, there's been a couple of them. They're like, yeah, we can't even really find what you did here. Okay. This last one was an accident. This last one was an accident. I broadcast my wife tits. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was confused by that. <laughs> so you're switching over to doing more stuff on Patreon now. Tell people where they can find you and what you're up to. So uh, we do Twitch every night, six to eight. Um, uh, you just go to BrentHatley.com, B-R-E-N-T-H-A-T-L-E-Y.com. That takes you to the Twitch show. And then after that at eight, we do uh, Brent and Caitlin backstage on Patreon, which we get on there. She sits there in a pasties and a thong. <laughs> and she has, uh, and we, on Patreon, we can talk like adults. So right. on Twitch, there's rules about what you can and can't talk about. So we, we keep it to a, what you would say, a traditional news opinion-based show. And on Patreon, we get into exactly what's going on with swinging. We interview some of the swingers that we're with. We get deep into detail. And then uh, you can uh, see my wife naked and having sex on camera at uh, Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-H-A-T-L-E-Y.com. So she'll be on OnlyFans, but it's easy to go to CaitlinHatley.com and just hit that button. Naked and having sex on her OnlyFans channel. And from yeah, what I've heard- she loves it. She's in the top 1% of OnlyFans. I think right now she's in the top, I think as of this morning, she was in the top 0.56% so of 0. creators on OnlyFans. She has a very good page. It's, it's worth it. She's super exotic. Yeah, I'm still trying to break top 10. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> yeah. You got to trim down a little bit. Me too. I know. <laughs> yeah. um, all she right. Wants, she, I... wants me, 
She wants to put up a sex tape of us, and I won't let her. So, <laughs> smart move. Uh, so the last thing that I want to play, and I, I didn't want to have you come on and talk about your buddy Stuttering John, but I thought this was really funny because this is so Brent was on John's show, and I watched that. And when you interview someone, there are certain things that you want to do to avoid embarrassing yourself. John does not know about this. Listen to this quick clip. Have you read my book? I have not. So what you're supposed to, what you're supposed to do, if, if I'm Suttering John, is I go, Brent, I don't know if you've read my book or not, but in my book I say, and then Brent can go, yes, I did read your book. It's amazing. Or he can just go, oh, yeah, is that what you said? And then you don't, look, you don't embarrass yourself so much. Well, he, was a, he asked me a direct question and got a direct answer. Well, right, of course. He set himself <laughs> up for that. Brent, thanks again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, buddy. Hey, thanks, Carl. And uh, just just so you know, like all the stuff that uh, you guys uh, said about me and uh, everything, I just I take it all in jest. It is yes, a, it's, a uh, it is yep. a it is a it's a fun show breaking this stuff down. So hopefully, in a couple of months, you can do another breakdown of uh, of my new format, my new show, and then tell me if I've improved at all. That'd be great. Definitely, I will check that out, and I encourage uh, our listeners to check that out as well and see what the improvements are. And Brent, you got balls, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on and, and doing this. Hey, Carl, thanks for having me. You guys have a great day. Have a great weekend. We love you. Love you too, buddy. See ya. Bye-bye. Wow. That's a good attitude. Yeah. I can't believe I've gotten to talk to Casey Armstrong and Brent Alley. <laughs> You've made none of my dreams come true, Carl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I got to find Nick from Therius. Let's Nick see. Nick Bates? Nick Bates coming on the show from prison. I hope I hope Nick Bate has heard my tribute album. Do you think he has? Wow, that's a good question. That's a good question, right? Do you think? I mean, would you feel good about that? Would you feel like maybe you should have learned a second chord, <laughs> <laughs> or or a chord? Yeah. Uh, can you hear me now? Hey, yes, I can hear you now. Oh, good. What's happening, Nick? What I never heard of Discord before this. No. This is well, only from you talking about it, but I never tried it. It'll be cool for two more weeks until Microsoft buys it. It's going to be a problem. Well, we just had uh, Brent on via Zoom because I said, uh, you ever use Discord? And his answer, I went, oh, yeah, I'll send you the Zoom link. That's, that's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so, Nick, I wanted to get you pulled up to make sure I had you. But before we get started, I'm going to go take a quick piss break. But please enjoy the world's greatest song. I know y'all hungry. This is the season. I know y'all hungry. Welcome to Granny's house. Please have a seat. She'll fix you a plate, yeah, so you can eat. I know you see her throwing back all that food. You look so hungry, yeah, I know you want to eat. Ooh. I want some turkey. Mm. I want some ham. Yeah. Maybe some lamb. Make sure you eat. Oh, I know, I know you 
Nick, how have you been, buddy? I'm good. It's been a long time since I've been on your show. Nick Bailey came on episode 101 of Who Are These Podcasts. Wow. In the middle of a shitstorm of uh, controversy, too. Yes, there was. <laughs> that was not long after I took down episodes 88 and 97. <laughs> yeah. So there was, uh, it wasn't the uh, happy-go-lucky version of the show that we have nowadays where we're just getting, you know, sued for defamation. Yeah. It's not, it's not as fun as it is these days. You're used to it by now, though. That, that's a good point. I, I do take it all in stride at this point. So Nick comes to us from the Fan Encounters podcast, and that is still going strong. I saw you just had Mark Summers from Double Dare on the show. I know. He was a dream interview, too. That's awesome. Wow. That's very yep. cool. Takes me back to uh, someone's childhood. I'm a boomer, not my childhood, yeah. but somebody's. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding. Of course. It takes, I, takes course it back to mind. But yeah, there. it was a good interview. I still have nightmares about the giant nose with the flag yes. in it covered in slime. <laughs> and they got to pick and put their hand all the way up there and get the flag. Yeah. They always they always took the physical challenge. And the physical <laughs> challenge is so fucking difficult. Like, just guess. Just guess at the answer you might win. <laughs> win well, he said they made the questions particularly hard so that they would have to do more physical challenges. Is that what they did? That's what they said, yeah. Mm. All right, so we're talking about a show called Smartless, and Nick came to me and said he wanted to review this show. This is a very popular show. It stars Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, and Jason Bateman, household names. Very big show, usually in the top 10 on Apple Podcasts. It's one of these celebrity shows where they have a bunch of celebrity friends, people in Hollywood, so they always have a different guest on. And I actually did a mini review of this with the Drew and Mike show, so I'm familiar with the material there's a lot of ribbing each other. It's very mm. playful. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Jason, well, you suck at blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you're all very successful. Uh, no one's buying this thing where you're busting each other's balls in this playful way. It almost seemed like they were acting like their characters to me. They're acting like complete idiots. All right, let's get into it. Uh, where do I begin here? You got a lot of clips. 
Oh, yeah, I do. Your your show brings on a lot of people that say, this show makes me so mad, and this is the show that freaking irritates me so much. I hate it so much. Um, number zero is the clip that sums up the show for me. This is George Clooney talking about why he wanted to be on the show, which describes it to a T. I wanted to do this show because I do really enjoy it, and I have to say I enjoy it mostly because I feel as if the guest really doesn't, isn't involved at all in the no, show. Doesn't yeah, matter. You don't That's have right. to do anything. There's no pre-interview. <laughs> doesn't matter who Sean it is. doesn't even have questions. No, you talk about each other. And we don't let you do any talking. <laughs> and I enjoy it so much that I thought I'd just come on and just sit back. People eat this shit up, too. Wow. They do. It's such yeah, a It's highly nonsense. listened to, and it's uh, it's unlistenable. In fact, I, I know you said, Carl, that Sean, uh, I'm sorry, Jason and Will were some of your favorites. I didn't yeah. even know who Sean Hayes was when we started the you know listening to this show but finally found out he's from will and grace but most of my clips and i started highlighting them on my sheet i'm like they're almost all about sean because the guy's a big idiot yeah sean is definitely the one who sucks the most and does the most fake laugh there's a lot of over-the-top fake laughter which i'm sure we'll get to but uh all right where to next okay so uh reese witherspoon was a guest and a bunch of celebrity podcast hosts are the only people who could get away asking a question like this in number one. If I'd ever ran into you, Will okay. wanted me to ask, have you ever been without your spoon? Mm. Oh, mm. Oh, I okay. I would, but I'd be in pieces. Oh, oh Reese. Okay, I fucking Sounds hate like that. a question Stuttering John would have asked on the red carpet, and then she would just walk away. Well, that would not be his first question because Fred's more clever than that. <laughs> you ever been without right. your spoon? Reese Witherspoon, how, how, how big's your pussy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what John wrote. So the, yeah. the problem with this show is, as they've already stated, they put very little prep into it. They think that they're just going to be able to bullshit with people and it'll be interesting. And as that clip proves, it's not. It's not at all. In fact, Sean Hayes is, like I said, the worst of the three. He's such an idiot because he's completely unprepared. And I get that sometimes these guests are, they're supposedly sprung on the other hosts of the show. They're not supposed to know who the, the one friend is bringing. But there's a discussion where Reese is talking about how she's working with some car company to have an audiobook app come preloaded and all this other crap. Sean can't follow the conversation. And that's number two. I thought you were going to say in every Buick, there's a stand to put a book that you read. <laughs> At stoplights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, God, Sean. Even they can't stand him. Yeah. Will Arnett is like, ugh. And then and if you want to play number three, this is Sean asking a question. And since the question is so stupid, Jason Bateman just starts asking his own question. I want to know, like, you're a crazy audition story, like, because we've all shared ours. A crazy audition or a crazy job. What about jobs? one that you wish you would have gotten that somebody else got? They did a great job, and you wish... Oh, well, I really wanted Clueless. That's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you tell me about a time he's not... They're not... She's not going to do that. Let's let's ask her a question she might actually answer. Yeah. Like, all right, right call out everyone in Hollywood you hate, and go. <laughs> kind of question. And I've pointed this out numerous times. I'm going to repeat myself again. If you have a publicist, you are not an interesting person on shows because you are trained to be uninteresting, which is why you have to ask stupid questions like, oh, did you want to be in Clueless? Gives a fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Reese Witherspoon, the only thing I think of is that movie where Marky Mark is fingering her on a roller coaster. Whoa. Which fear. Fear. That, what yeah. a great scene that was. I like the oh, crow just appalled by this. I just woke up. What's going on? 
hey ho. Okay. Let's keep running um, through these, or I'm going to start talking about all the things I think about with Reese Witherspoon, and that won't be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to jump to a, a different one. Good. Carl, I'm maybe not as smart as these smartless hosts, but I want to jump to clip 17. It's an interview with Julia Louise Dreyfus from Seinfeld. Now, she's going to tell a story about going up to Barbara Streisand because she always wanted to meet her. And she's going to tell the story, and they're going to, like, go crazy over this story. And I have to tell you, I don't get it. So can you tell me what the joke was? What am I missing here? We were at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and I saw she was over there, and I I've got to say something. And I went over to her, and I said, hey, Barbara, um, I'm Julia Lou Dreyfus, and I just wanted to tell you, just it's such a treat to meet you. And she said something like, no, I already told them what I wanted. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, no way. I swear. All right, so and I, I don't get it. I, I think, all right, I think this is what it is. So these people are giant celebrities who people fawn over all day long. And the fact that this person didn't realize that this wasn't a server asking for their order was the whole, most hilarious thing they'd ever heard in their life. <laughs> what, she hasn't seen Veep? <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> It's like when you're wearing a red shirt in Target and somebody asks you where the fucking mattresses are or whatever. <laughs> yes! Yeah. That's the a fuck? perfect analogy, actually. And uh, then you tell that story on a podcast, people go, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's the most boring story I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Just like in Target. Right. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sir, I am also upset about George Floyd. We have to pay for those items. <laughs> It went too far. <laughs> there is a lot of um, conversation on here that's just stupid. It makes absolutely no sense. I am going to become a farmer, uh -huh. and I'm only going to plant peaches and call it Reese's Peaches. Oh. <laughs> I'm on board. I, I like best. I'm kind of on board with <laughs> that. Reese's Peaches. Because you can't be sad on a peach farm. No, you can't. <laughs> I probably could. I love a peach salad in the summer. How good is a peach salad? I mean, salad? who doesn't like peaches? You also can't be saying with Marky Mark penetrating you. Fudgely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She had that one fucking locked and loaded, didn't she? Wow. Absolutely, with that fake laugh. Oh. <laughs> you know, this is the thing about women like Reese Witherspoon, is when you see them, you go... I'll listen to what she has to say. But when you only hear them, you go, why am I listening to this vapid cunt? If you haven't wanted to punch any of these people in the face, you will when you hear their goodbye, which okay. is number eight. And then you should just play 8A after that, which is the evolution of the goodbye, which is more annoying. Okay, bye. No, well, wait a second. Where are you no, going? No, not yet. Why are you leaving so quickly? Why? What do What's you got? Wrong? Something you got to do today? So uh, there's a bunch of different kinds of bicycles, right? There's the, uh -huh. the one with the three wheel. And the, sure. What's the one with the two wheels called? It's um, bicycle. bicycle. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> they do this every episode. Are you fucking serious? They find a different way to say bye. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I've been listening to WATP a long time. That is <laughs> the worst clip of any show I have ever fucking heard in my life. Holy hey. fuck. Nick, you've just I defended told... me. Yeah. Sir, you've oh, gone too no. far. You're my favorite on the show, though, <laughs> oh, <Wow. laughs> You fucked up.
<laughs> well, you're not getting an autographed yeah. t-shirt now, Nick. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it's a little too cutesy, right? Is that what we're getting at here? It's a little oh, too cutesy. We're having a little bit too much fun, fake fun that's that, going on. That's painful. Yeah. It's a lot of fake fun, and we're not involved, and barely is the guest. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, Carl, you've preached about over and over is you never talk about things on a podcast you can't see. This is not a video podcast. Right. Oh, like if I said, Carl, that's a great shirt you're wearing. I shouldn't say that because it it's not a video is. podcast. So. <laughs> Number 13. Yeah. Okay. The one where Sean wants to play show and tell. So Sean, oh, yeah, and Sean. you want to see my scar? You want to see my scar? Yeah. So wait, you can see like a, you can see like a little hole there. I can't see Sean, anything. Oh. It wouldn't be interesting if you could see it. Yeah. That's the other problem. <laughs> <It wouldn't. laughs> Sean only wants to talk about himself, though, probably because he can't formulate any questions once you play 14. Um, going back to the funny, humiliating stories, because they're my favorite. Those in medical mm. stories I love because I have tons. Oh, I, do too. I almost died two years ago oh. uh, when my small intestine burst open in the middle of the night and I went to Cedars, drove myself. No that one clip goes on for like four minutes. Same. I'm like, she said me too. And that's a clip. That's a cue. Like, you got to stop and be like, oh, yeah, tell us one. Uh, nope. Yeah, save that for the Sean Hayes show. Uh, that would be a good anecdote to tell on that show. I had, no lie, like eight or nine clips from Sunday Papers that was stuff like that. That was yeah. their the hip replacement, their daughter's diarrhea, like all this medical shit. Like, no one cares. Dude, even when my grandfather tells me that shit, I'm like, shut the fuck Seriously, up, Grandpa. what the you fuck? You got one year left. Can yeah. you fucking enjoy it a little bit? Yeah, smile. Come on. Get <laughs> Le with it. Leave a memory that doesn't make me fucking vomit. I'm sorry. Your pancreas hurts, Gramps. Can we fucking move on? <laughs> Fifteen is an example of Sean. With the bladder cancer, we got it. <laughs> God damn it! All right, medical stories are not fun. No, um, not. Sean tries to be funny. He fails miserably, and Jason Bateman knows that Sean's a moron in fifteen. Okay, well, I think he knew it before fifteen. But here we go. I love working too because I so I don't have to be with myself. But what? But oh, the I stuff. Think... But think uh -oh. about the thing. Oh no! He doesn't even like go there. He's like. Uh, that's the thing. At what point do they kick him out of the group? That's what I want to know. But is he supposed to be the ridiculous person who says non sequiturs? But one of the cardinal sins in my book of podcasting is thinking a podcast is your therapy session. Yes. And that this dude sounds like a fucking prime candidate of that. Yeah, he needs to get it all out there. Let me tell you about my unfulfilling childhood. Like, uh, <laughs> come on, really? Do we have to do that right now? <laughs> my sister got more toys than I did, yeah. did she? You know, George Clooney, my inner child is not being nourished right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if you guys can notice, but I know, Carl, you know I'm from Wisconsin. Do I sound like I have an accent? You don't sound like a Wisconsiner to me. Oh, well, I've lived here my whole life, just about. Now, in clip 26, Sean Hayes apparently has a sister or something that lives here in Wisconsin, and she sent in a question to be asked to George Clooney. And um, now I, I'm from Wisconsin, and, and now he's going to try and do a Wisconsin accent. So see who does it better. Uh, oh, boy. From my sister Tracy in Wisconsin, she asks, quote, she texted this to me yesterday. Do it in a Wisconsin accent, please. I, okay, well, it's different than Chicago. Hey, George. Like, like I want to know what leading lady wasn't in, like, a joking mood, and he got annoyed with them. Maybe they were having an off day and didn't think any of your antics were funny, George. I'm not from the Valley, you know, like they did on Say by the Bell. They talk from the, from the Valley and the like and all that stuff. 
Yeah, it's that was awful. It was like a sassy game. Man. Yeah, that was the least Midwest <laughs> yeah, thing that he could have done. Right. Right. So I think Sean's probably my biggest problem with this podcast. I, I guess <laughs> it's the yeah. obvious. <laughs> oh, no, you did. I'm from Wisconsin. No, you did. <laughs> I do a pretty good Wisconsin accent. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I have two uh, clips on here that uh, if like you, we can teach people how to podcast again, Carl, because if you ever want to talk about yourself on a podcast, kind of get the tent the attention away from a guest yeah all you have to do is tag what they're saying and then start talking about you it's number four <laughs> perfect because it opens it yeah, up it yeah. just opens it up I, I remember being you know uh um when, when i was first dating amy my ex-wife uh, like he just went on and on so oh no this is the funny thing too because when i brought this show to drew drew lane goes i feel like i know Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. I like these guys. It's like, well, no, you you like the characters that they've played. That's how you know them. That might be who they have become, because I don't know that actors actually have their own personality. It's very possible <laughs> that they don't. But it's just odd to me that we think we like people. Yeah. I thought I liked Kramer for a good <laughs> nine or ten years there. I was like, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> Turns out, no, I don't like him at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just about. You might, you might just not admit it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then Sean Hayes, another tip: if you want to talk about yourself, ask your co-host a question and answer it yourself. Twenty. Hey, do you guys ever grind your teeth? Because last night I um I had this pain <laughs> from my jaw through my ear all the way up to my top. Of my another head. medical story <laughs> too. Oh, it's like yeah. nobody cares. Hey Nick, I got a question for you. You ever get yeah. sued by stuttering John? Because this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he probably has, actually. <laughs> I know, because you will be. Actually, I'm working undercover to try and get him on my show. Yeah, you should get Stuttering John. You, but then I will tell you first, but now it won't happen. So, I'm surprised that you haven't tapped me to talk about my fan encounters yet. What's, what's up with that? You don't think I'm at do Mark Summers level I yet? Heard, look, a long time ago, you said you don't do podcasts or other people's shows. I did? Will you come on my show? I totally changed my... I, I, I wouldn't have anything to talk about, but um, I, I do do people's shows nowadays. Yeah, well, I do research on my show, so I do a lot of like background checks and questions, and I come up with good stuff. So you would just have to. You Carl know, can't pass a background but... check. What are you talking about? <laughs> Not that type of background check. Oh, gross. oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I check his background. Yeah, he, he, like, have you been uh, vaccinated? <laughs> a medical background check. All right, Croge, I got a question for you. Oh boy. What's a TV pilot? Can you answer that question? You don't have to go into it, but can you answer that question? I mean, you know what it sure, is? yeah. All right. Do you think that Jason Bateman should have to explain that to his audience? Oh, no. Oh, no. Didn't Tarantino already do that in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> no, does he, he go does on a long extended... You want to hear it. Yeah. Well, people might not know, like, the cruelest part of doing, um, uh, and, and the same listener might not know what a pilot is. A pilot is the first episode of a series, and then based on the quality no. of that episode, the network decides whether there's going to be a following, you know, 21 episodes to make a full season. You know what, Jason? This represents growth for you, because yeah. Thank you. rarely do you do that. Do you take the time to do anything for anybody else? And in that moment... To talk Sean's... My, my sister. So, George, there's the, there's okay, a running thing where... Sam Jackson did it better. You're aware there's an invention called television, right? And on that invention, they show shows, right? Not every show makes it to the air. But at what point You're do they fly an airplane? Because I'm confused about this. I, I, I listened know. to that episode too, and it was so mind-numbingly stupid because they're explaining about how Netflix does things differently. Oh. Yes. 
It's like, yeah, Netflix greenlights everything. This is not inside baseball shit we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Everyone right. knows this. It's been joked about on South Park. It's yeah. been joked about on Rick and Morty. It's been joked about on everything. I, I like how I named two cartoons. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I'm not a big book reader, as it turns out. I know all about this. I watch Rick and Morty, South Park, etc. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. It's pretty much all I got for this one. Um, I did clip one thing just for you. It's oh, number sweet. 25. Oh, beautiful. Keep this on the board. Fuck you. <laughs> That's George Clooney? <laughs> yep. Beautiful. beautiful. And, then, and 21 the for you for, to use later, too. I'm sure you'll find a place for this. What a clown show. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That works there you really go. well. Thanks well, for letting me hate on the show. That was awesome, man. Nick, thanks for coming on, man. The triumphant return of Nick Bailey. Did you, I think you made the gang, gang grunously South Park poster, if I'm not mistaken. No. Have you seen that? Nope. You were pulling no. your fingers in the goat, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> Somebody photoshopping me again. I think you made the list, uh, gang, gangrenously. If you're in the chat, yes, he did. He did make it. All right, it, it has been confirmed because people were asking who are all these people, and someone pointed out, well, that's Nick Bailey. He he did a one-off show, and I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> who are they talking about? <laughs> oh, buddy, thanks so much for coming back on again. Smartless, one of the top fucking podcasts in the world, and it's annoying. Wow. Yeah, and actually, before I go, I forgot the one clip that started this whole thing. Oh. That laughing montage. I don't know. You don't have to play the whole thing because it was like ninety-five seconds of laughing, but that was the one that got us interested in doing this. <laughs> I was uh, always talking all the. <laughs> I'm pausing I'm real quick. Who's hard in my life? Who's doing the noise? Is that Sean? Oh, probably Sean or, uh, yeah, it has to be because Will's got too deep of a voice. Right. Oh, that's annoying. It's so fake. Yeah. That is some fake. I never <laughs> laughed that hard at it. Like anything, hardly ever. And to do all that in one episode, unheard of. Could you imagine if uh, Stabby was on the show with these guys? I wish I had my Stop Stabby supercut to play over this. <laughs> I like working. You, you got my one act? I, I got the one act, and I got the feature, and I've, I've gotten a few things. Um, I, I knew. <laughs> All right, I got to get to Stuttering John or else the people will revolt. Thank you very Thanks, much. Carl, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, tell people where they can find your show and why they should listen. Well, you should listen because we interview celebrities and we don't just talk about well, how'd you get started. Actually do the research and come up with some good uh, stuff. And um, it's fancounters.com. You can search fan counters anywhere. And then I also want to let your, you know, Carl, um, I just signed on to direct a movie because oh. I'm a filmmaker as well. Oh, shit. And I'm working with the family of Heather O'Rourke from Poltergeist. We are doing a documentary on her life because everybody's getting a documentary these days. And I thought I would jump, put my hat in the ring. And so... Uh, that'll come out next year. But we already started filming, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Fantastic. Nice. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Don't be a stranger. All right. Thanks, Carl. Take care. See Nick Bailey. Very good. He sent me fucking 30 clips, and I was like, uh-oh. And he did a good job. Yeah. He right. saw it. He said, he's like, all right, we, I've made my point here. Let's move on. And we do need to move on because... <laughs>